How enjoyable was Sunday night for you? It's pretty... Uh, like, be honest. Was that your most enjoyable football game of the year? Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. I... I would say the Bears' first game of the season when they played the 49ers was enjoyable. <laughs> it, that was uh, false hope. The, the hurricane, the false hope. Yeah, and, the false yeah. hope. But, no, that was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm sure I had it was. fun, and I'm excited to come together today to, to talk about it. Yeah, and I mean, I think the thing is, um, when, when you look at what happened Sunday, I think you got a lot of answers... But also some of those answers lead to pressing questions. Oh, absolutely. Like I, and not just with the Packers, but I think with several other franchises. And, and there will be plenty of time. I, obviously, we're going to talk about the Packers rivalry roundtable. But with some of these other teams, um, th- there will be time in the offseason to discuss, break down, look at that. Now it's about the playoffs. Right. And, and you had a couple of games... Before we get into playoff talk, that really set <coughs> excuse me the stage for this next week, and I mean it started I that that Seahawks Rams game. Watching that did not instill number one any confidence that the Seahawks can even compete in the playoffs. But it was a great football game. Yeah, it was a good football game, and. You know, Geno Smith did enough to win the football game. Kenneth Walker the third is a beast. Um, I would say he's probably the offensive rookie of the year, uh, or a front runner for offensive rookie of the year. Uh, but yeah, I would agree with you. I don't think Seattle really proved much of anything. But again, anything could happen. You know, any given Sunday, you get an opportunity to play for the playoffs. I think this is big for Seattle. This was a team that was wrote off at the beginning of the year. Um, but they didn't write back. That's right. However, um, I was rooting for the Rams. Uh, I wanted that Packers-Lions games to basically be... I wanted it to be a play-in game. Um, disappointing that that wasn't what happened. Um, but fantastic football game. Uh, just difficult for Detroit fans that... They don't get an opportunity to play this weekend. Yeah, and I think that when you look at it through the Lions' lens, I realistically, this was as upbeat and as positive and as good of a Lions season, man, that I can remember. Yeah. And I think you look at that franchise specifically moving forward, man, right now, are they a quarterback away from being really good? Are they... I think there's pieces on the defense they need to fill. Uh, This is a team that gave up a lot of rushing yards on the ground, you know. um, Right. And that's... I mean, you look... So, Sunday night, man, they outplayed the Packers in every single aspect of the game. I mean, they just did. And Jared Goff... 23 of 34 for 224 yards. Like, he's serviceable. Right. So, again, back to Seattle, because I want to save this Detroit Packers talk for the Ryan. Yes. Okay. But just disappointing that Seattle got in and Detroit didn't get that opportunity. Now, really where the playoff picture began was Saturday Saturday night. night. Yeah. 
And with that, wow. Talk about a 360 game by a fumble of a football. I, You know, he, here's the thing. What, number one, what are the Titans doing passing the ball in that situation? Number two, what are you doing, like, even before the fumble, the amount of empty sets that they put Josh Dobbs in. You have a third-string quarterback against, on the road, in a play, it's a playoff game. Right, exactly. It's a playoff game against a decent defense. Right. A serviceable defense. And you. who do you have in the backfield, Josh? You have Derrick Henry. As soon as you were up, 16-13. Run the ball, Bert. That man gets every touch. He ball. gets two touches every first down set. And it's it blew my mind. Like There were several close calls even before the strip sack. Like, hey, maybe we should leave a running back in the backfield. Right. Maybe you. I, why they were throwing the ball. Like, that was a criminal lapse on the part of the Titans coaching staff. And now, I, their offense didn't do enough to win the football game. Period. I have no problem saying that. But coaches have to make those hard decisions to say, okay, we have Derrick Henry. We have a defense that has held Jacksonville. The whole day. Because at 16-13, a field goal does not kill you. A field goal says, hey, we play overtime. They had not scored a touchdown since the 236 mark of the second quarter. They get they scored one touchdown. It was a defensive touchdown at the end of the game that wins you the football game. And it's just it was a decision-making process. That just made no sense for me for the Titans as a whole. Now, hey, good on the Jaguars, man. Yeah. Good on them. Hey, worst to first, opportunity to play in the playoffs, really, you know, a turning point for this franchise. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I just, I am not a Trevor Lawrence believer. I just, I think he's a good quarterback. I just... I'm very interested to see what he does in the playoffs. You get a home playoff game. Yeah. What happens? You know, that's the crazy thing about this. Jacksonville gets back-to-back playoff games. I don't care what anyone says. Week 18, that was a playoff game. Right. And now you get a playoff game in the wild card. And, okay, let me, let's go back a year. Did this season possibly save football in Duval County? Oh, for sure. With with the whole Urban Meyer situation, and I think Trevor Lawrence lost a lot of confidence within himself that football season. I think right now, you couldn't be happier where the Jacksonville Jaguars are than you are right now. I feel like they're only going to get better. Right, that's There's exactly it. a lot of young talent. Jacksonville can become an attractive place for free agents. Um, but again, I just... A criminal loss. Yeah, absolutely. On the Titans coaching staff. Yep. Um, the, the Bills, again, they, they really didn't have too much to play for. I, because now, and again, it comes back to the home feel, all of that. But you had the emotion with the DeMar Hamlin 
the two the opening kickoff return nuts by Naheem Hines and nuts. then another one by Naheem Hines. It yeah, was I, nuts. that, that was emotional. It was. But again, looking at it through a football lens now, not I I they did what had to be done. Exactly. So, and, and great, you put all that emotion behind you. You played football. You got the job done. Yeah, I think this was big for Buffalo to play this game, get the emotions out, and now you're in the playoffs. Hamlin's home now. Correct. Okay, now it's time to strap it and ride. It's playoff Because time. you have a Dolphins team coming in that you better not look past. Right. Now, it's a Dolphins team. On their third string quarterback. Minus two. Right. So the, the Dolphins team that went in and only lost by three is a very, very different football team than the Dolphins team that's going to be playing up there on Sunday. And, but, and the other problem is, um, according to like Bleacher Report, I believe, the Dolphins are 0-11 in games decided in under 40-degree weather in the last three years since yeah, 2019. Yeah, and Skylar Thompson's not that guy. No, so I mean, he, he's that's the not. problem. That's what, I'm, that's what I was getting at. You don't have... A quarterback that's going to go out and win you a game, he's going to try to not lose you the game. That means your defense is going to have to play well. And Miami's defense is not good enough to stop this Bills offense. No. Plain and simple. So now, you know, Buffalo beats New England last week. Fantastic. Now we look to the other side of that. A playoffs, a playoff season without Bill Belichick, weird. Number one. Yeah. However, number two, reports coming out of New England that Mac Jones is going to demand a trade because he does not believe that this franchise believes in him as a long-term answer at quarterback. Well, then you know what my question to Mr. Mac Jones would be? What have you done to instill that confidence? And here's my next thing. Where else are you – what are you going to do? I think Mac Jones turns into Mitch Trubisky. Yep. I think Mac Jones is going to be a journeyman quarterback – that's a backup now. If you demand a trade out of New England, where do you go now? What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, yes, there's a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks, but I don't think Mac Jones is going to be someone that people are going to be willing to trade a first-round pick for. No. no. So then you're going to be, okay, we'll give up a little bit for him, but we're going to go out and get a guy just in case. And I just Personally, I think they have the guy on the bench. Zappy, Zappy. Yeah, I think he I, had a fantastic you gave him a shot. I mean, in his four games that he played, 781 yards, a 70% completion rate. I mean, it's a guy who, all right, honestly, there was no real letdown right. after yeah. Mac Jones. So, if you're the New England Patriots, you know, I think this a lot of questions are going to be asked. Yep. What do you do? Well, I think you look, you have several... Staple franchises who are really at a crossroads with the Patriots. You throw the Steelers in on that. Obviously, you got to throw the Packers in on that. Um, I believe so. Th- those are the three teams that are represented by um, the three guys in the office at school. I think the best that we found the last time that the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Packers both missed the playoffs. 2009. 
No, it was before that. Because the Steelers made it in 2009. I thought it was like 2009 or 2003. So you're looking at just an insane amount of questions from franchises that were at one point thought to be, I believe it's 1991, the last time all three teams were not in the playoffs. So the last time that one of those three teams weren't in the playoffs was 1991. Okay, so it was... Our entire life, one of those three teams has been in the playoffs. And you think about it, it's true. Because you had the Pittsburgh Steelers years with Ben Roethlisberger. That you dominant had Farman Rodgers. And then obviously you had Brady. So it's... And, and so you look, you have these huge franchises that have a whole lot of questions to be answered. So it's time for all these other... Franchises, if this is the, if you are in the playoffs right now, it's time, right? Like I don't care if you're like, oh, well, we're the four seed or we're. You're in it. You're in it to go and win a Super Bowl. Any given day, any given Sunday, right. there is not a team in this playoffs on the NFC side of the of the playoff picture that blows me away. No, AFC. I really truly believe there are four teams that can win, and we'll wait till the playoffs talk to talk about that. But it's just, it, it, it is. It's insane. But I think New England's got a lot of questions to answer this offseason. Is Mac Jones your quarterback? Are you going to go to Bailey Zappi? What are you going to do with Mac if that is the decision? Do you draft a quarterback? Are you going to start all over at square one? You have the 14th pick in the draft. I don't think you're going to get a quarterback at 14. Are you going to try to trade up? Or there's, it's. I think this NFL offseason, not just because the Bears have the most cap space, but I think this is going to be one of the most insane off-seasons with Derek Carr, a moving piece out of Vegas, Bailey Zappi, possibly Brady, possibly Rodgers, possibly Garoppolo. There's a lot of big-name quarterbacks, a lot of big-name guys that are going to be moving. And it'll be interesting to see in New England where those guys end up. And so the order for today is going to be a little different um, before we get into the rivalry roundtable. Has there ever been a worse beat than Miami minus three and a half against the Jets? Like that, just unbelievably bad. I just, I, it happens too often in those situations in a lateral at the end of the game. You're like, please just lateral the ball out of bounds. Please just. Get down, and the farther they went back and back and back to the goal line, that's a that's a Scott Van Pelt bad beats on a on of a the Monday. year. Yeah, that's that's bad. Like we're um, looking at an all time bad beat the second weekend of the year. There was no touchdown scored in that game either. Can we talk about that? For Which a second? is why, again, and we'll 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 get to this specific matchup. Miami does not have a chance. In Buffalo. In Buffalo. No. No, I would agree. And if you score 11, which, was that a scorgami? 11-9? I, For those of you that don't know, score 11-6. No, it was 11. It oh, yeah, 11, it was 11-6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a score, but for those of you that don't know, a scorgami, they keep track of scores that from both teams that have never been scored at this exact same time. So, like, 
if those two scores have never happened before, they call it a scorgami. Um, I was wondering if that was a scorgami. I mean, 11-6, that's a weird score in football. Yeah. It was? Um, let's see here. 11-6. No. No, it was not. January 23rd, 2000. The St. Louis Rams 11, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 6. Oh, uh, there you go. So it's only happened twice in NFL history. There you go. So, but again, it's and that game, it wasn't even a good game. No, right? it was, it was just it was abysmal offense. Um so while Miami got in, and again, great on Miami, you got in. Uh th- this team that we thought could be a surprise contender and the AFC quite literally limping their way. Into the playoffs. Yep. Um, not much there. Okay. Rivalry roundtable. Probably the biggest news on the Bears front. Number one is the first overall pick. Right. But I would say probably a close second came out today. Right. With Kevin the official Warren. announcement of Kevin Warren becoming the new president and CEO. That, I think, is the biggest step forward that the Bears have taken this year. Yeah, I would agree. I think that, you know... And for in those, every aspect. And the, for those of you who don't know, Kevin Warren had a big say in U.S. Bank Stadium in, in Minnesota. So, again, this to me is a step in the direction of the Arlington Heights project. This is a guy that you went out and got that you wanted to, to head this project. If, if anyone has seen U.S. Bank Stadium... Gorgeous. Amazing. If we could get anything like that in Chicago, sign me up. Have you seen the new renderings of what they want to do to Soldier Field? Not going to happen. But so, so that here would be my question: If the city is willing to pay for all of it, if the city's willing to pay for all of it, okay. But it's not going to happen. But I think I agree with what you said. Like this hiring now signals. We're gone. We're going. We're going to take a guy who's done this before. And create something fantastic of our own. Yeah. Where we can control it. So, to me, that that's big. Well, um, and this is also the guy who's gotten all of these new Big Ten TV deals. Right. Who's had a hand in all of this. And now he's with the Bears. Yeah, I think this only... And Again, it was one of those that when it came across, you said, okay, they're making all of the right moves. Where I'm going to leave this is that this offseason is the most important in Chicago Bears franchise history. I would agree. Because where, where I'm worried is, okay, so I believe the Bears in the city of Chicago... That is going to be a very ugly divorce whenever it happens. That's I, I think Bears fans have already agreed that it needs to happen. And, and I'm with them on that. Where I think things could get a little messy is, let's say, all right, even if the Bears go out, they build a new stadium in Arlington Heights, you still have to put a winning product on the field. Because you look at some of these places, Jacksonville is a perfect example. Spent millions renovating their stadium. 
up until this year, there were games they were closing the entire upper deck. People aren't going to pay what that new stadium is going to command in ticket prices to watch a losing franchise. Well, and I I agree. And I think that, first off, before we continue, can we just... And I also think the NFL expands and has a second team in Chicago in the next 10 years. That, that would be interesting. And that's where I would worry for the Bears franchise. I, no. Anyways, I'm not worried about that at all. This is my this is my thinking. First off, before we even go, um, Lovey Smith is a god. Build a <laughs> statue of that man in Chicago. What he did to the Houston Texans franchise is fantastic. Well, you heard about the pregame meeting, right? Yeah. I like at that point, and then for him to go for two. Yep. The fourth and twenty bomb that caught for the touchdown, and then on top so of it, good. and I called it. I was watching it at home. Here's the sad thing: I maybe watched two minutes of that Bears game on Sunday because you were so focused. On I was the- focused on the Houston Colts <laughs> game because I'm like, I know the Bears are going to lose. Yeah. Now it just comes down to can Houston pull it out? And when those rumblings came out, like Jay Glazer reported. That it's a very good chance that Lovey Smith is this is his last game coaching in Houston. And you I kind of knew. I was like, he is going to win this. Game. He's, He's going to find a way. Just as the last little. And here, here's the sad part of all this. And again, we're way off. But Lovey was a scapegoat with all of this. Yeah. Here's my thing. If I'm the Bears, put him on coaching staff. Put him Bring on him the coaching home. staff or put him in the front office. Bring him home. Yeah. Bring him back. I mean, could you imagine him as a like a director of player development? That or even a defensive coach? Yeah. Just it can only make things better. Now. So they got that number one overall pick. Yes. Um you trade it. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna tell all Bears fans right now, stay off Twitter. Oh, there's a lot of noise right now. Stay away. These Former GMs, okay, Mike, what is it, Mike Tannenbaum or whatever his name is? Okay, the guy that drafted Mark Sanchez and traded for Tim Tebow, okay, let's put that in perspective. The guy that drafted Mark Sanchez and Tim Tebow is saying that the Bears should trade Justin Fields and draft a quarterback. No, for the sake, and and the thing is, why? What are you going to do? You're starting over. And you would be trading... For the exact same type of player. Here's like, the thing. CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, they're, they're Justin Fields. Like, that's who they are. Fields has already won the locker room. Fields has already won the city. You have the best quarterback you've ever had in your franchise history. Jake Cutler is the best quarterback in your franchise history. Now you have a guy... That can make plays. And if you can get him an offensive line and, re- and a, another receiver, a reliable receiver and a reliable offensive line, you will see what he can do in the passing game. And then you'll know. Because, and again, I will echo what I've said the last couple weeks. Next year, you have to see a massive step forward from Justin Fields. And guess what? I go, this is who I compare him to. Jalen Hurts in his third year. Look what happened. You hope. Josh Allen 
had the same exact statistics as Justin Fields in his first two years. You hope. You hope. Because, because what not, happened... Listen, what did the Eagles do in Jalen Hurts' third year? I hear you. Gave him an offensive line, got him A.J. Brown. What did the Bills do for Josh Allen in his third year? Got him an offensive line, went out and got Stephon Diggs. The Bears have to do... So here, here we go. Welcome to Mr. Lemke's draft room. You have multiple teams willing to trade up for this first pick. Houston. Can I write something on a sticky note and put it in my pocket real quick? And then all I was going to say is Vontae Mack no matter what. Okay, draft day. Okay, yeah. Okay, so here's a couple things that I think could happen. Number one, trade back with Houston because Houston's got to be worried that there's a team within your division with that fourth pick that is willing to give up the world. And Chris Ballard even said that. I will do whatever it takes. Okay. So now if you're Houston, you're a little worried. If you like your guy, you're going to want to go out and get him right now and trade back with the Bears. It would just be like when the Bear, what the Bears did with San Francisco. When San Francisco traded back with the Bears, Bears went up and got Mitchell Trubisky, and they still got Bosa, yep. their guy. That would be what the Bears do. But this is, what, this is the dream scenario, Josh. The Bears trade back with Houston and then trade back with the Colts. So they trade so essentially Bears and Texans would flop 1-2 and get and the Bears would get more picks, possibly the 14th pick which or sorry, the 12th pick which they acquired from Cleveland in the Deshaun Watson trade. If you can get so then you think then that they drop down to 4, they drop to 4, they still hold on to the 12. And now the Colts also have the. I think they have the twelfth. No, they only have one. I think maybe the twentieth. I don't. I don't remember. And see where I look for the Colts. I I don't. Number one, I think with that first pick, the Bears either have to get Jalen Carter or they have to get Will Anderson. Yeah. To firm up that defensive line. Yep. Because I don't care how many points Justin Fields puts up. You got to have a defense. You have to fix the defense. Right. And I agree that, but that's what I'm saying. You trade back twice with guys that you know are all going to take a quarterback. Even if Arizona doesn't take a quarterback and they take one of those defensive guys, guess what? You're guaranteed either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. Yeah. And and I think like that's the biggest part is okay, could the Bears get who they want? At four, could they get who they want at five? Because you look, Houston's probably going quarterback. Indy better go quarterback. Seattle might need to go quarterback. Detroit there, currently right now at six, might need to go quarterback. So could you trade? So I mean, like you're looking here, and there are so many options available. The Bears should not be picking number one come the end of April. No, I would agree, and that's what I'm saying. You are about to get a haul. It's gonna be. I, I've given this comparison again. It's a. It's the housing market during COVID. Yep. Everybody's gonna want that number one pick, and everyone's gonna have to give up a lot for it, and that's only good for you. And I think the first spot you look 
And, I mean, you can kind of get in a bidding war here. Right. Colts and Texans pit them against each other. And if I'm the Bears and the Texans come calling for that number one pick, uh, okay, say, well, I'm actually thinking about going to the Colts unless you give me two and you give me 12. You give me two, 12, a second and a third the next year. So, you know, yep. And you set that bar unreasonably high. Right. Kind of like you said. $150,000 house selling for $230,000. Right. Like, you set that, that's where you look. And I think it's very, very fair for the Bears to ask for that. But again, this is that turning point for this Bears front office. And next year, for this new core, I'd want to call them for the Bears. Right. Yeah, and so... What this reminds me of a lot was the 1999 draft where the Saints traded the, the like five first round picks, three, you know, they had all these first round picks for Ricky Williams in 1999. Okay. Here, I'm going to tell you what I want to happen. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. I want them to trade. With Houston first. Let Houston get back in the first slot, steal their second, and steal their 12. Then, you pin... If Arizona wants a quarterback, all right, Arizona, let's start a bidding war with with Indianapolis. You lock in with three at Arizona, you get DeAndre Hopkins in that trade. Now, all of a sudden, because already Hopkins, they've said, we're going to trade Hopkins. Arizona's come out. They said, we are trading Hopkins. You get Hopkins. You have Claypool. You have Mooney. You have Komet. You're solid. Uh, uh, Sign me up. And then, all of a sudden, if you could just keep falling down and pitting teams against each other and getting things for it and knowing who that team's going to be picking... And you could just keep walking down the ladder until it's like, okay, we got a haul. We'll get our guy. Then, all of a sudden, you're sitting at 12. All of a sudden. You want to get real crazy? What's that? I've been thinking about this today. With the news coming out, Vegas is moving on from Derek Carr. Oh, God, if we could get... Well, who's at number seven right now? Right. If you are the Bears and the Las Vegas Raiders call you up, say the number one pick for our number seven in two years of Devontae Adams, do you take it? I would have to hear other... Offers. And see, because, and that's, you, you don't think that phone calls like that are going to be coming in? That's what, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, and that's, but again, there, there is, this year, I, I mean, the Bears and their front office were playing with house money. Nobody expected anything. This is it. This is where you start losing your sleep if you're that front office. Because, this is where you have to perform. And you have to make those big free agent signings on the offensive line, the defensive line, things like that. It's got to happen. Now, if I'm the Bears, I play this out strategically. 
that week in between the Pro Bowl or like the Conference Championships and the Super Bowl. Somewhere in there, I'm leaking new renderings of the Arlington Heights Stadium to bring that attention back. Like, hey, not only do we have this, we also have the number one pick in the draft. Right. Then as things move, you get a free agent signing, a splash here, a splash there. Right. Then, like, you have to keep the attention on you. That, that That's what they have to do this offseason. Because if there starts any sort of doubt, and we've seen this with the Chicago media, if any sort of doubt starts creeping in, I there are the idea of, okay, trading Justin Fields, I... I am not as sold as Justin Fields as you are. But the idea that you would trade your number one draft pick from two years ago, who you haven't even seen a full season of, who you haven't put in good situations, it's just stupid. So now, tune all that noise out. Go to work. Right. Earn that money. Yep. So I... The most pivotal offseason in Bears franchise history. I said this is going to be the most fun March, April, May, June, July. Yep. For me. Don't even play the games. I'll just enjoy the offseason. Yeah. It's like the uh, Dynasty mode in Madden. Right. Like you, you simulate the games and you just make all the moves. Right. Try to build the, the Dynasty. Yep. So, exciting Things are happening. The tide is turning, you hope, in the north. And again, the, the whole thing is you hope. Yeah. I tried to tell you. Oh, here we no, go. No, listen, listen. And I will take, because yes, my favorite team, once again... Choked at home in what was a de facto playoff. Can you please put say what the note was that I put in our? You said CPR. No, that's hor. You can't say that. CPR card required. After you can't make a CPR joke after what happened two weeks ago. Okay, but I'm not talking about a. It's more the Heimlich maneuver, right? But for choking, maybe you should have said. Heimlich maneuver required. But I, I, during my CPR class, I learned how to do the Heimlich maneuver on both yeah. adults and children as a Correct. teacher. So I'll, I, I know how to do. So right. So, but again, like, go back to a pod we did last year, where I believe it was Joe. Yeah, it was. Got on me about having home field advantage in the playoffs. Shut up. Nobody cares about the Lambo Mystique. It's not there. Not a single person cares. I, I'm gonna let you go go first. Okay. Because I I I, I have a list. Okay. Yeah, long I, I mean, I, list. I went on a, a, a long rant of what I hope the Bears offseason holds. Really, all I have to say about the Packers is this: time after time. You have had opportunities. Mm-hmm. You have had opportunities at home. You have had opportunities with... I think this year was one of the best Packers defenses they would had in a long time. You have arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play in the NFL. When 
has he won a meaningful game against a team not wearing orange and blue? When? When he, so I mean, so would that be like NFC title game or higher? Yeah. When, well, I mean, okay. So I'm gonna go back and I'll counter that a little bit. That whole run in 2010, because I mean, they throttled what was the one seed in the NFC in the Falcons, right? So he he has won games twelve years ago. Cor- yes, exactly. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Since 2010, he won one NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Was in three others. Mm-hmm. Got throttled by the Falcons. Got throttled by the 49ers, and got and got defeated by Tom Brady. You are well. Then you forget the 2014, where they had a 16 to six lead in the fourth quarter against. Yeah. Oh, against Seattle. Yeah. Lost that one. You have the 15 and one team. That loss in the divisional round to the... Okay, I got... <clears throat> well, that's... Okay. So, this is what I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers is a is a Bears murderer. He is. Mm-hmm. He is the Bears' Achilles heel. We cannot beat Aaron Rodgers. The Bears have also not been good very often. But when we are good, we've at least beaten him once a year. Okay? When Cutler played, we beat him in Green Bay once... When Trubisky played, we beat the Packers to clinch to the division in 2018. When the Bears are good, it's not as easy. Rodgers has beaten up on bad Bears teams for a long, long time. There's been some good teams he beat. Like, to go to the Super Bowl, for instance. Or not go to the Super Bowl, go to the playoffs. Oh, no, and to go to the Super Bowl when the Bears had... The 2018 Bears team was pretty good. Yeah. So what I am saying, Rodgers is not a a big-time player quarterback. You know, you always mention that Fields, you're waiting for him to perform in the clutch. Rodgers, I have not... like. It used to be Rodgers got the ball two minutes to go. Everybody knew what was going to happen. Rodgers got the ball on Sunday night. I've seen this before. I know what's going to happen. And then I stopped and I thought and I said, but I haven't seen that in a long time. Mm-hmm. Rodgers looked anemic against a very bad Detroit defense. Do I think Rodgers is done? I do not. Because the same exact BS act that he put on on Sunday night was the same thing he did after the San Francisco home playoff loss. The exact same thing. Oh, look at me. I love you. I love everybody. I'm leaving the field. No, you can't have my jersey. I know that there's mics everywhere, but I'd like you to know that I'm going to keep this one. BS. He's coming back. If he wants to come back, he'll come back. He's coming back. I want him to come back this year. Last year I was like, okay, finally he can be done. I want him to come back. I want him to come back. Come back, please. Because I don't think he's that good anymore. I don't. I think he's good against the Bears. Outside of that, not very good. I don't think Lafleur. 
can coach in big moments. I've not seen him be able to coach in big moments yet. You lose against San Francisco, ginormous in San, at San Francisco. Mostert ran for a billion yards. Then you have, the again, another playoff loss to San Francisco, and now you basically get a home playoff loss against a team that was playing for nothing but pride. That's the thing. If Detroit watched the Rams beat the, the Seahawks and then the Packers lost, okay, fine. They were both fighting for a playoff spot. Detroit was fighting for pride, man. And they came into Lambeau and beat you when you there was a playoff spot for you on a line. After everything you've been through this season and you lost to the Lions, to the Swagakaze, leader village of the dead, or whatever Jamal Williams said in those intros, no clue still to this day. Like Swagakaze, I don't know. But anyway... To me, one of the most devastating losses in the Rodgers, because you had it. After everything, it was going to be, oh, we're going to get a trip to the playoffs. And then anything can happen. And honestly, if I'm a Packers fan, I'm like, we won't have to play at home. We're going to be the seventh seed. We'll have to play on the road. That is what I have to say. I think Rodgers will be back. But all my friends are Packers fans, so it was very enjoyable to watch them just absolutely choke away a playoff spot. And now I can just kick back, relax, and enjoy the playoffs. Me and Rodgers are going to watch the same way. that the We're both going to be chilling in our nice little recliner, bag of chips, and a cold... This is probably a little bit nicer. Probably. <laughs> but still, I would say it, that's what excites me the most. I get to watch the playoffs... The same way Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers does. And that's from the couch. That's all I have to say. The floor is yours. Take it away. So one thing I'm going to say is I think your hatred of Aaron Rodgers is clouding your judgment and your thought process, which is fair. Me and Big Cat have a lot in common. Correct. And, and I think that... When a man has beaten you to a pulp like Aaron Rodgers has done to the Chicago Bears, it's fair. It's deserved. Um, I wasn't surprised at all with this outcome. And it has nothing to do with... And this is what like frustrates me. It's like... It had nothing to do with the, oh, well, I want some excuse to be able to like try to deflect things. It's not that at all. It's that this is what they do. This is what he does. But if you, if you go back and you look, since the Packers won the Super Bowl in the 2010-2011 season, the next year... They were 15 and 1. Lost in the divisional round by 17 points at home to the New York Giants. The year after that, went 11 and 5. Lost in the divisional round to the 49ers by 14. The year after that, lost in the wild card game. To who, Christian? 
the 49ers. Then, the next year, go 12-4. and four, Have a 16-6 lead. Sorry, 16-7 lead. You have a 19-7 lead going into the fourth quarter. And you lose 28-22. But th- this is what he does. This is So it's not a, oh, I just want to be able to deflect and say like, oh, see, I told you. Th- this is, it's predictable at this point. And everyone wants to put Aaron Rodgers on some great pedestal. What has he done to actually deserve that? Now, has he had great regular seasons? Absolutely. And anyone who says otherwise is out of their head moronically stupid. But when it comes to pivotal big game moments... What has he actually done? Even that Super Bowl run. If you look at that Super Bowl, they jumped out to a 21 like believe it, it was 21-3. After that, you only scored 10 points. He's never delivered a win that he wasn't supposed to. To win. Even all those great comebacks. Even all those great Hail Mary finishes. Were against teams that he should have beaten. The lone exception. Probably the 2010 NFC Championship game in Chicago. This is what we have come to accept as Packer fans. But again, what did I say in my in my statement? He has been... He has not been clutched unless he's been playing a team wearing orange and blue. Which, great. But you look at this as a whole. And and the Packers franchise right now is at a turning point. That you are at a pivotal moment. You have a defense that is set for years of success. Years of success. Because even in that loss to the Lions, Lions are a pretty good offense. Okay? They score a whole lot of points. Right. You held them to 20. Right. All you needed was three touchdowns. Was your all-world Super Bowl quality caliber, you think, quarterback to score a single touchdown... Against the worst defense in the NFL. And he can't do it. It's predictable at this point now. He does not win the big games. So why anyone thought that Sunday would be different is beyond me. This isn't what he does. This isn't, it's never been what Aaron Rodgers does. And for any of you delusional Packer fans out there who think for a second that, oh, well, yeah, Lambeau's a special place historically. It's not an intimidating home field. Nobody cares about it anymore. Get that out of your heads, Packers fans. It's time for the Packers franchise and the Packer fan base to realize you've had a hood pulled over your eyes 
for the last four years. And the only people we have to blame for it are ourselves. Aaron Rodgers is not clutch. Matt LaFleur has not coached well. I don't want to hear about injuries. I don't want to hear about any of this. Because a franchise that was on their third and fourth string quarterback in Miami found a way to get the job done at home to make the playoffs. The fact of the matter is the Green Bay Packers couldn't. It's time to look in the mirror, get rid of the has-been at quarterback. Start new. Are you going to take some lumps because of it? Yes. Are you still going to be set up well for the future? Also, yes. I told you it was coming. People try to play it off. It's a pattern. It's time to be done with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Period. Lazard's gone too. Fine. Whatever. He's basically said that in that postgame. Good. Get out. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. That's how I feel in every aspect. If you don't want to be involved in something, don't be. Get out. Stop being a distraction. And if they run, well, maybe. Here's why I'm really happy. Because now we can't try to run jet sweeps with Alan Lazard. When you have second and one, let's run a jet sweep to Alan Lazard, who's not fast. When you have A.J. Dillon in the backfield. Again, it was just it was all systems failure by the Green Bay Packers Sunday night. And it starts and ends with 12. Let's talk about the playoffs. I mean, I think I could put three or four teams out right now, and your champions are going to come from those three or four teams. Okay. On the AFC side, I think it's either the Bills or the Chiefs. Okay. On the NFC side, there is only one team that I'm confident in right now at all. San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, no other team in the NFC. The Vikings are frauds. They can enjoy their division championship all they want to. They're the most fraudulent 13 and or 14 and 3 team I've ever seen in my life. They're gonna get beat by the Giants on Sunday. Mark it down, highlight it, guaranteed. The Eagles, the health of Jalen Hurts, the Bucks, who knows? The only team that I've seen that I got confidence in, San Francisco 49ers. I think there's four teams from the AFC that can win the Super Bowl. Four? Four. Yep, I think Kansas I, I know City. I, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. I love Joe. I just really Joe Burrow has a confidence and He's swagger. Got a little bit his about uh, him. Our window is my whole career comment. Yeah, that's what I mean. Boy, pump it into my veins, kind of stuff. Absolutely. And then my wild card team. Can we say it on three? Yeah, because I think you know who it is. Yep. One, two. Three. Chargers. Go Chargers. Go. I knew it. This I, is why we're friends. I'm just, I'm telling you, you play a Jacksonville team again yep, that's yep, running yep, into yep, the yep, playoffs yep. and you don't know. And then all of a sudden, if you're the Chargers, who do you get next week? Probably Cincinnati. Well, no, it, that depends because the, the Chargers are what? The six? No, the Chargers are the five. So if the two and three win, the lowest seed. 
plays the one seed. That's the new thing this year. Right. So it doesn't go by. So if the two and the three win, then that five. So you would have a oh. Bills Chargers or Chiefs no, Chargers. Chiefs, Chiefs Chargers. Second round match. That's really what it would be. I think it's Chargers Chiefs. Bengals, Bills, mm-hmm. please. Give me that please. for the AFC in two weeks. Please. please. Just give me Because it really, right that's what I'm saying. Any four of those teams can win. I'm telling you, the Chargers-Chiefs games have been fantastic. Uh, whatever the over is in that game, take it. Hammer it just right now. Because with a health, healthy Austin Eckler, with a healthy Mike Williams, with a healthy Keenan Allen. Uh-huh. Justin Herbert can sling it, baby. And I'm saying... I love a team coming off playing and winning than a team on a bye. And I almost think that, that they're almost so naive that they they would almost just be like, Arrowhead or G-H-E-A. Like, what? okay, whatever. We're Let's just play. playing football. Yep. Like, still it, sling it. So I am telling you right now, the AFC side of the playoffs, fantastic. So what are we going to do? Are we going to pick games? Yeah. It. Yeah. Are we gonna like pick all the way to the Super Bowl? No, I don't think we can do that because and the hard thing with that would be, okay, a tweaked ankle here, a knee there completely changes everything. In so the we just do it week to just week. Just go week by week. Okay, but how us. about right now we pick our a, a Super Bowl matchup and just see? Yeah, fine. Okay, so let's pick the playoffs. Uh, by the way, can I get can I get some love? Oh, you dominated the pitch this year. Yeah. Yeah. Dubs. Dubs. Because much like Shakira, our picks don't lie. We are now one-to-one. I won the inaugural LR Limpke pod picks, sir. You came back with a vengeance. So next year is... Next year we got a little rubber match. Yep. Um, I mean, I think this week, you know, we'll, we'll just take a look. We'll, we'll go game by game here. Uh, start, and again, you and I have texted about this, and you're probably tired of me texting you this. This Monday night wild card nonsense Don't is like the it. dumbest thing ever. Someone's coming off a short week. Hate it because and okay. So let's whoever wins this. The four and the five there. I I still think that the Giants could sneak in and beat Minnesota. But if things play out the way that it looks like they're going to play out, whoever hits that Dallas-Tampa game has to go to Philly. Right. So you could look at Dallas, who flies back home from Tampa Bay on late Monday night, who then... Has Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Only has four days per... And they got to fly halfway across the country. Like, I feel like that's a really, really bad move when it comes to competitive. So, to me, that automatically locks in the Eagles playing Sunday night. Or the Sunday late afternoon. Yes. Like, to me, you give that Monday night team... If they'll have to. If those are the two teams that are going to Philly... If one of those two teams wins and there's no upsets in the other games, and that's who goes to Philly, that you got to give them the Sunday. I mean, night from game. a fan standpoint, yeah, give me three days of playoff football, right? I, and I mean, with Monday being MLK Day, you'll have college basketball, pro basketball all day during the day on Monday. 
rounded out to a playoff game Monday night. But from a good football standpoint, I think the NFL dropped the ball. But again, they just want to squeeze one more week out of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Right. Maybe ESPN gives us a cool mega cast, hopefully. Right. Um, Saturday afternoon, Levi Stadium, little Seahawks, Niners, NFC West, built here at Niners by a lot. Yeah, I think the Niners win this football game by a lot. Chargers, Jacksonville, Saturday night, fantastic football game. Um, sorry, Duval County, you're losing in the playoffs. I think this Chargers team is hot. I think they're playing with just an absolute air of throw it to the wind. Let's just ball. We're just here to play. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, give me the Chargers. Uh, this is my dark horse team to make it out of the AFC. I just think if they get hot, their defense is getting healthy. They get guys back. Anything can happen. Bills by a billion. Yeah, I got Bills. I think I might alt spread this to minus 19 and a half. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because Miami's defense is not going to be able to stop them. No. And then you wonder, yeah, they have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell and Mike Gusecki, but. How are they going to get them the football? Right. You got Skylar Thompson, you don't really know. Give me Buffalo. <laughs> Giants. And the Vikings. Mind you, week 16, it took a 60-plus yard field goal for the Vikings to beat the Giants. Give me the G-Man. G-Man. All right. So, I was texting Joe today. Just back and forth. Does he hate the Vikings as much as I do? He does. Okay. This is what I texted him today. Will you read that? Just the first part. Which one? This one right here. Breaking news of the weekend will be the Vikings and Cowboys both lose to the Bucks and Giants. I'm with you. Yeah. G-Men. I think G-Men win this football game. I think Vikings choke at home. And I think that this Vikings team is now looking to reset and find themselves a new quarterback in Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is out if they lose Plus, this uh, what game. time is this football game, Christian? Mm, it appears to be at about uh, noon o'clock. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. <gasps> and Kurt Thuggins only thugs it at is noon. A it's a 3.30. 30. Tree, turdy, tree in the turd. Oh, I that just locks it in. Time out. I thought they were the noon game. Nope. Why did I think there were three games on Saturday? I I, I don't know, but I don't care. Minnesota's losing now. Lock it it's in. It's locked in. Lock it in. Because Kurt can't play in that 325 That's window on Fox. He yep. just can't. Even though if they push it back five more minutes, don't matter. Doesn't matter. Kurt Thuggins only thugs at noon. Uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati. Um, boy, this Lamar situation—it's weird. Is it weird? Like, it's not like even take like the actual like the play, the ramifications on the field. This just feels weird. I think I'm. Is this the end? I think this is the end, and I think that Lamar is. I think he's really holding out. 
I I do too. Now, if his knee's actually not 100% fine. Right. Um, I just have a weird feeling I do too. that he's holding out. He didn't get his contract. And you're about to see the changing of the guard in Baltimore. Yep. And because of that, Joey Burrow. Yeah, give me the Burr. I think we're literally going to pick it. Well, maybe not. Uh, give me Joe Burrow. And I will go first in this next one because you heard. Mm-hmm. Nope. Wrong. You typed it wrong. I did. In my text to Joe, I said the two upsets this week are going to be the Giants to beat Minnesota. And then my other upset is boys and girls, I don't care what the season, what happened during the season. I don't care. Tomathan Brady (laughs) is playing in the playoffs at home. He's at home. And guess what? Their offense the last two weeks is, is starting to click, Josh. They're starting to put up points. Give me Tom Brady at home, money line. That's a very, very attractive pick for people right now. Especially the way Dallas looked in Washington in Week 18 with their starters in the game. That, to me, it's just never good. No. To fumble a week before the season just yeah. to like fumble a game and look awful. Bad taste in your mouth. And, and I would agree. However, I just have a feeling that this Cowboys defense that granted has struggled over the last month. Has a little bit of a comeback game. Micah Parsons has a beasting and feasting on the end. And we see Tom Brady, who evidently has a new love interest. Oh, I did not know this. Yes. Some 27-year-old model. (laughs) Okay. He's pulling a Robert Kraft. Um... I think not only do the Cowboys end the Buccaneers season, I think, yes. I think this ends Tom Brady's career. Wow. So, whoever gets that game right is going to win the picks this week. Right. It's what it comes out to. Right. And we picked all the same. Um, again, with our two teams, there is so much... Unknown. Uncertainty. Feel that way about a lot of the teams that we hit on today. However, the one thing I do know is this next three weeks of football. It's going to be fantastic. Just sit back, relax, strap them down because boys and girls, there's going to be points on points on points. And before we wrap it up, Super Bowl picks. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my Super Bowl pick is going to be probably the most attractive one to everybody right now. I think the emotional high of the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen makes it to a Super Bowl. 
against the pretty nice San Francisco 49ers. I am going to take the Patrick Mahomes-led Bengals. Bengals. Chiefs. I was like, curveball. Curveball. Yeah, he going trade. Never mind. Uh, yeah, so the Chiefs taking on the Eagles. Ooh. Who run, get healthy. So a Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl. Come Saturday, folks. Sit back. Relax. Strap it down. Three straight days of playoff football. From us to you, hope you enjoy it.